the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. So if you stop arguing, it sort of means you've given up. Uh, so if the arguing has totally stopped, or if, as I said, it escalates and it really starts getting out of hand, then I think that, you know, there's, there's reason for concern. This week, is your marriage showing signs of failure? Dr. Karen Sherman identifies several behaviors that should not be ignored. So pay attention and stay tuned. Summer's over and school's back in session, but we have something to celebrate. The Hitched Wine Club is giving away a free bottle of Nottingham wine to each new member. And yeah, Nottingham is a really nice bottle of wine. This, of course, is just the first of many amazing bottles that you'll get every month, and always at a great price and 100% guaranteed. You'll also get information on the winery, recipes, and exclusive date night ideas with each shipment. We have a membership level for every couple, from puppy love to soulmates. Reconnect over a bottle of wine tonight that was picked out just for you from the only wine club designed for couples. Visit hitchmag.com and click the wine club link. Cheers! Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined once again with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Uh, so nice to be with you. It, Can I say that it was so wonderful having the chance to see you in the flesh when I was out in California. That's right. That's right. There was a big marriage conference out here uh, this past week, and uh, Karen and I have and I call. Uh, by the way, if you are tuning in for the first time, uh, you should know that I call Karen the original because she really was like the original expert on Hitch. The week one of our launching, uh, well over seven years ago now, uh, Karen was was the person. She was the man, uh, <laughs> the woman. Um, and so uh, after all that time, it's been over seven years, and we've had you know it seems like a hundred of these conversations and numerous emails and com conversing on the social platforms, uh, but we had never met face to face. Uh, you're, you're in New York, I'm in California. Uh, and we finally met face to face last week. So that was, that was really exciting for me. And it was just really great to finally, yeah, as you said, finally meet you in the flesh. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was a real treat. We don't even have the seven-year itch, Steve. I know. <laughs> That's right. And uh, we need to make sure that it doesn't take another seven years before we do it again. So uh, okay. when I'm back in New York um, and I and I on occasion get there, uh, at least more frequently than a seven-year stretch, uh, I will let you know for sure so we can do this next time in your turf. Yes, absolutely. My okay. pleasure. Okay. So – what are we talking about today? Okay, so today, uh, you know, we we have been uh, pulling a lot of this stuff from what people are searching for, and today, uh, someone, and not just one person, but we get this search quite frequently, which is uh, signs that your marriage is failing, um, mm -hmm. and you know, this is a, it, I think it's a legitimate question. People, it's hard to have that uh, that gauge, that barometer for where your relationship is, because as we know, it's hard to judge a book by its cover. So, 
you see a couple and you think things are going great and then the next thing you know they're they're heading for divorce or you see a couple that seems to be arguing all the time and it's like 40 years later they seem happier than ever and you're just like I don't I don't know what to make of this stuff I don't know where I stand so um you know, Steve, I love this question because at least it means that the person is paying attention or, you know, is trying to pay attention. And like you say, so many readers are, um, you know, asking this question. And unfortunately, I work with many couples where one of the couple is totally blindsided where the other person comes in and says, I've been unhappy for years and I want to call it quits, and the other person is clueless, and that's a real problem. So the fact that the person is asking, uh, or the people have been asking, I think is fabulous. Yeah, and and, and like you said, we've talked about this before, where where uh, you know they go into therapy, and all of a sudden, then one person is like, "I'm unhappy, and I went out of here," and the other person, like you said, is 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 totally dumbfounded by it. So. Um, this is a good sign that somebody is paying attention to their relationship enough to be concerned about it. Um, right. And we've talked about in the past as well about when they stop talking, uh, that alone could be a sign for of trouble. And we can get into that in a minute. But um, if, if the person is even asking this question is, I mean, we talked about it being a good thing that they're in tune with their relationship, with their marriage, that there may be trouble. But if they're asking that question, does that mean there is trouble? Well, maybe yes and maybe no. Um, and isn't, don't you like that as a real definite statement? You know, I think it means that something is different, but we don't know what that difference is. And I would hate for the person to just make that assumption, be a mind reader and run with it. Uh, because obviously we're each impacted by the other's behavior. You know, my, my trademark action reaction mm-hmm. Um, but then if you start to run with that and start to act funny yourself, then your partner is going to react to that. So the best thing to do would be to say, you know, I've noticed your energy is a little different or it seems to me that something is a little bit um, unusual in the way that you've been acting and I, I'm concerned about it. So, you know, you want to note it um, and and then make you know, some, uh, ask some questions about it. Now, interestingly, thus, just today I did a radio show with somebody where I was interviewing someone about nonverbal behavior mm-hmm. and she made a very good point. She said, you, what you want to do is look for something that's different, uh, different in their patterns. And the first time it happens, just note it. Don't necessarily Uh, run to conclusions about, oh, it's different, so it must be that something's wrong because, and this is, this is my example, it's kind of, you know, ridiculous, but it's to the point. The person might have exhibited something that, you know, maybe at that moment they had gas and it was nothing more than that. But if it happens again, then it would seem to exemplify that there really is something going on. And that would be when you would question it. So if you see some kind of behavior that is going on for a while or is very different from the way that they've been acting, then you want to question it. But it may not be that the marriage is wrong. It may be that they're under stress. It may be that there's something that they're concerned about, about a health issue or, you know, uh, something at work. Okay. So so really kind of being in tune with what is the normal and I think every – Every couple should probably figure out what that normal is in their relationship so that 
they can tell when the needle moves one way or the other, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then, so, uh, moving on when, when we're talking about arguing, mm-hmm. um, and again, everybody argues a little bit differently and everybody argues with a different frequency. And so how, what would be some warning signs if you're arguing, uh, to look out for? Well, again, um, I think if the arguing is escalating, that to me is a big concern. Um, I also think on the other end, if you stop arguing, that's a real concern because you alluded to it before and we can certainly get more into that, Steve. But I think that when the opposite of love is not hate, the opposite of love is indifference. Mm. So if you stop arguing, it sort of means you've given up. Uh, So if the arguing has totally stopped or if, as I said, it escalates and it really starts getting out of hand, then I think that, you know, there's there's reason for concern. Okay, And I like that you brought up earlier about um, we like to isolate these things as if they're isolated incidents and everything happens within a bubble. Uh, But you pointed out that there could be work stress. There could be other things going on that could be contributing to the behavior, not necessarily having it being reflected of the relationship health in general. That's correct. I think that's something to take into consideration here. That's correct. Um, Mm -hmm. And and so what about intimacy? Um, I you know you hear about people having ebbs and flows and their cycles and all this kind of stuff. Uh, when would you get a little bit concerned um, about intimacy within the relationship and that being a sign of uh oh there I think there's something wrong here? Well, you know, again, um, first of all, I'm going to comment on what you just said because I think this is a really really valid point about the ebbs and flows that a lot of couples don't know. Relationships are. You know, it's a live entity. There are going to be times where you love, love, love your partner. And then there are going to be times when you don't. And I don't think that couples are educated about that fact. So, and and I'm going to put it this way purposely. The first time you fall out of love with your mate, it's really scary because nobody tells you that it comes back. But it does. You fall in love. And then you get really annoyed or other things are going on and you fall out of love. And it, that's what happens. It's a pattern. Um, I'm working with a couple now where uh, the guy really has felt very disconnected. And I'm having a very hard time getting him to understand that it very much could be a pattern and not to necessarily bail just because he's experiencing that right now. So I want couples to know that. That being said... I'm going to give you the same answer about the intimacy as we said about the arguing. Again, if there is a real difference, then I think it's cause for taking note of. It does not, however, necessarily mean there's something wrong with the marriage. It could be that there's work stress going on. The person might have health concerns. There might be any number of reasons. But if you start to see a difference, then I think it is worthy of bringing up as to, I noticed that, you know, lately we haven't been making love as much, or I noticed that we haven't been quite as affectionate with each other, you know, and I, I wanted to bring it to your attention. I'm a little concerned. Is there something going on between us before it gets to be too much of an issue? Let's talk about it. Okay. And I, I, I mean, I think we should do an entire podcast on falling out of love with your spouse and that mm-hmm. being uh, not abnormal, I guess. 
Right. Uh, and because I, I have a hundred questions, <laughs> I have a lot of questions about this and I'm sure a lot of other listeners do as well. Um, but okay, we'll, we'll, we'll table that for now though. Okay. Um, but in regard to it, to the intimacy question, um, I mean, we know that couples and we, we've seen the ads on TV that it's, it's perfectly, uh, people are perfectly capable of staying intimate, uh, as they age, um, but is it expected that this it would naturally fall off? The libido would slowly decline as people age, and that is just something they should expect. Or when that starts to happen, you need to look in the mirror and say, "Like, hmm, we need to put a little more effort into this." Depends on the couple. Okay, I just that you know the the conference that you mentioned where we you know met Steve. Yeah, this was a workshop that I went to where their life had gotten very disconnected, and the husband came home and challenged her to let's have sex every day for sixty days. And at first, she looked at him like, "Really? Are you kidding me?" With my life being so hectic, and then she took him up on the challenge, and it made a major difference in their relationship. Other couples would say that that's not something that they feel is something that they need to do. And, you know, it really depends on the couple and their particular needs. Um, what I do want to say is that for many men, um, it is not abnormal as early as the age of 35 for them to start having some erectile difficulty. Um, it is totally normal. And so a guy should not worry and think that, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? You know, and then performance anxiety, um, you know, starts to set in. There is help for that, and they should go see their doctors for that. So, again, you know, it's very hard to make sweeping generalizations. What's important is to know what meaning it has in your relationship. Um, and, again, if it's different, to be aware of it and to talk about it. Okay. and. Uh, moving, moving on a little bit here. So there's, um, we, we've been, we, you know, we, we just have to deal in generalities for the most part because we're not sitting with a couple and going through their issues here. Uh, but are there, but are there like big telltale signs, uh, actions that a, a husband or a wife may be doing, um, that could really tip their, the hand that, Okay, they're they're looking for an exit plan. They're looking for a way out, or uh, the the marriage is in serious trouble. And start looking at the uh, directory of therapists in your area. For me, the biggest telltale sign is when indifference starts to set in. Um, when, for instance, a guy tends to think that when a woman keeps coming at him for suggestions like let's read a, a book together as far as helping our relationship. Let's uh, talk. You know, the, a guy hates to hear the four words he hates to hear most is we need to talk. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Or, um, you know, let's go see a therapist. You know, it's nag, 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 leave me alone, leave me alone. Well, finally she stops nagging and the guy thinks, Oh, great. You know, she's not nagging me anymore. Things are better. Uh-uh. Really, really dangerous. When um, a woman stops nagging, or as she thinks of it, stops making suggestions, it's very often because she's given up. And she sort of feels like there's nothing more to fight for, and she may very well be planning her exit strategy. Now, that strategy may not be implemented for five or even ten years when the kids are out of school. But basically, she's given up. So when a woman starts to stop talking, that's a danger sign. Okay. 
So nagging equals caring. Yeah. Yeah. I think we might make some t-shirts that say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So so, uh, now there are, I mean, I have some ideas of what these might be, but I wanted to get your take on this. Um, Do you have any thoughts regarding false positives? So signs that you think your spouse is actually doing something. So I, I suppose the stopping of not nagging would be a sign where somebody's like, oh, finally, we're finally on the same page here, but really they're exiting. Um, are there any other false positives where you think that what they're doing is to your benefit, but really um, you should be worried about those actions or behaviors? I always worry when a guy is almost too nice and he's doing too many nice gestures, especially if that's not what he's always done. Mm. Um I, I start to think, is he covering up some other behavior? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, that he's just too attentive and too caring and too gift giving. And is he really trying to sort of cover track somewhere else? Mm, okay. So I, I actually have one myself. Um, and this, this has been discussed in the past, which is when they start um, dressing nicer uh-huh. Or or grooming themselves uh, in, in a sharper manner, um, yeah. because a lot of times that's unfortunately not for your benefit, particularly if that's yes. not their history and pattern. Yes. It's yes, exactly. because they're now back in the dating game, yeah, uh, whether actively or passively, uh, they're trying to make an impression on someone else. And that's yeah. something to be aware of. Yeah. Uh, one of the big ones, of course, is uh, if a partner starts to lose weight. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it's not something that they've been – and again, it's not something that they've been talking about or it's for their right. health reasons. Right. It's just like, hey, I'm going to get in shape now. Right. Uh, that's – you're right. That, that's another great one. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, okay. So, uh, you know, we'll wrap this thing up here about, uh, you know, signs that your relationship may be in trouble, your marriage may be in trouble. Anything else that couples – should look out for or warning signs that you see that maybe somebody else just doesn't see coming? Well, the only other thing I would want to add is that women need to know if they don't already is that guys don't speak the way we do. So while we're going to go to a guy and say, you know, I'm not happy. I need so-and-so I'd like so-and-so a guy's not going to talk that way. A guy is going to be much more action-oriented. So a guy might say something like, you know, I think we should, you know, why don't you get a babysitter? Or, um, you know, uh, I don't feel we're having enough sex. Now, that is code, and I don't think that guys mean to speak code, but in my years of working with couples, a guy will say, she never met my needs. And I would say, did you let her know your needs? Oh, yes. Oh, how did you let her know your needs? Well, I told her that I felt that we weren't going out enough and she was spending too much time with the kids. I would tell her, get a babysitter. I never felt that I was getting enough affection. How did you tell her that? I said to her, we should have more sex. So he doesn't, a guy doesn't speak in terms of these are my needs or I don't feel like I'm getting cared about enough. But it's going to be coming out in these action types of phrases Mm. and a woman has to know that that is the way a guy is letting you know his needs are not being met. 
So rather than saying, um, I feel like we're drifting apart and we're not connecting <laughs> yeah. the way we were, right. uh, he'll just say, let's have sex tonight. That's correct. And when <laughs> she says no, he's going to think like, oh, well, see, there it is. <laughs> that's, that's right. Because a guy, a, a guy connects sexually. It's not just a biological, you know, uh, physical act for a guy. It is an emotionally connecting um, way to feel close to his partner. So when he says, let's have sex, which is part of the reason that after a fight, a guy will say, okay, let's have sex. Um, it's really a way to reconnect emotionally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, unless a woman understands um, the way a guy thinks and acts, she's going to misunderstand those signals and not have any clue that she's not meeting his needs. So it would really be helpful to sort of, you know, understand number one, the way a guy talks and number two, that the difference does not mean that she's not being cared about. It's the way a guy expresses himself. You know, so many times we see, you know, a movie or a commercial where you see a bunch of guys sitting around talking like women and we laugh because we realize it is so unusual, but we don't translate that for our own relationships and realize that a guy is not going to come to us and talk the way we talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny you bring that up because I, at the, at the same conference, uh, I was uh, sitting in on a talk uh, with uh, Dr. Scott Holtzman, another uh, person who uh, contributes to Hitched. Um, and he was giving this talk about men in marriage. And um, he, he brought up that exact point about men not, uh, communicating the same way and, and reacting the same way as women do. Um, but one of the things that he highlighted, and we've actually written about this, is a, a, a specifically regarding sex, is when a marriage is ha- going well and a couple's happy, uh, the the level of importance that sex plays is like 15% of the relationship. But right. when the marriage is going poorly – uh, sex becomes much, much more important, and it jacks up to like 75, 80% of discontent when, when couples were asked how important their sex life is. Um, so when, when the sex goes specifically for guys um, and that becomes an issue, it's be- going to become a real big issue. But if, if things are going good, it's, it's probably not that big of a deal. Right, right. Exactly. Um, so, uh, I think those were some pretty good signs. Let's definitely, I, you know what, let's just schedule it now and make our next episode about, uh, our next podcast, Karen, about, um, falling out of love, because that is, uh, I think it's a pretty juicy topic. And as you mentioned, most people don't know about it. And, um, apparently it's, it's common. It's okay. So let's, let's dig into that one. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So until next time, I want to remind everyone, uh, you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman. Uh, She has her own radio show on the Sex Talk Network called Your Empowered Relationship. And she has new experts every Wednesday. Uh, So tune in to that. You can get more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationships and lifestyle issues for well over 25 years. Uh, She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh, She has also recently come out with a new program called From Fight to Foreplay, and you can get more information at fromfighttoforeplay.com. 
uh, and plus a free DVD, so uh, check that out. Um, I am on Twitter, at Hitched Media. Karen is on Twitter, uh, at Dr. Karen Sherman. Uh, we are on all the social networks, Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Tumblr, Instagram. Uh, so let us know what you think, and uh, thank you all for listening. And if you want to support the show, go ahead and give us uh, a little review on uh, on uh, iTunes, um, or just add us to your Stitcher favorite list. Uh, you know, Stitcher takes into account how many people have added you to the favorites, and so uh, many of you have already done that. So I want to thank you very much for that, and uh, thank you again. So uh, that's going to do it for this week, Karen. So thank you so much. Likewise, Steve. I'll see you next time. Okay, that's going to do it. Take care, everybody. Let's go.